0: You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, and take your first step into a larger world. So today, got something really cool for you guys. It's a one-shot edition of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I may eventually name this something else, uh, but really cool. This is something I've been looking to do for a long, long time. Uh, so today, I've managed to track down one Ryan Johnson. Not that Ryan Johnson, but Ryan Johnson from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan who is said to have the largest Star Wars collection in all of Canada, which is, you know, uh, if, if you've looked at a map recently, Canada is a big place with a lot of people. Uh, so to, to have that claim to fame is certainly something very impressive and, and something that I want to learn more about and I'm pretty sure you'd like to hear about too. Uh, so I'm thrilled to be able to have uh, got, to, got the chance to speak to Ryan and uh, learn a bit more about his 25,000-piece collection and probably more than that now. So we'll learn a bit about that. Uh, we'll learn about how he got started, how he keeps his hobby humming along and thriving, and a whole lot more. So, without further ado, let's say hi to Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, how you doing, sir? Excellent. Great day. It is a great day. It's it's you know we're we're expecting the trailer for the Last Jedi anytime time now. It's the kickoff to the NHL season. It is a good time to be a Star Wars fan and a Canadian. Absolutely. So let's get quickly into your origin story here. So I think you first hit the, the media map in 2015 in the run-up to The Force Awakens. And uh, in your story with CBC, it said that uh, you, were, you, got, you guys changed cities, and you were devastated over it. So your mom, to console you, bought you a Stormtrooper figure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so as a, as a kid growing up, I, we lived in Swift Current, and uh, Dad got a job in Regina, so we moved to Regina. You know, I'm four years old, don't know anybody, um, feeling kind of down, and it's just you know, don't know anyone. Uh, it was a new subdivision at the time, so there's not a lot of kids yet. Uh, houses are still being built, so you're kind of by yourself. You, you have no one, and uh, so mom bought me a Stormtrooper figure, and uh, that was my first Star Wars figure. Never seen the movie, never heard anything about it, never saw a commercial, but I had a Stormtrooper. This is pretty cool and uh so of course you know look at the back oh there's another 11 figures i do not have so <laughs> i don't have the other one so i think my second one was a princess leia but any anyway, else um uh, so yeah mom bought me my first storm trooper and uh, that was my absolute favorite figure i still actually have that one wow i have most of my toys as a kid but that one i definitely can spot because it's the most beat up chewed up figure i got um but uh, it's it definitely the the first one i had and then princess leia and then after that and it was just i couldn't tell you the order after that but you know i had to have them all and uh so that, that's how it started
0: so that was it really it's at, it's at four or five years old you get this one figure and really the rest is history you were bitten right off the that's- hop absolutely well you know it, it opened
1: you know because i hadn't seen the movies i had no idea what to expect i just see this really cool guy looks like he's in white armor uh, he's got a really cool looking gun Then you get all you know, these other figures and you have no idea how they play so with imagination you just play with the figures and again you know the best part about star wars toys was as a kid was playing with them and uh you know all my stuff as a kid is all you know they're all beat up and well played with right um so that was my my childhood with the, with with the toys in my imagination so then when i finally first saw star wars was when it came out with empire strikes back in 1980 uh in regina they had a double feature so they had uh they had play back to back at i think they used to call it the empire cinema or something like that. it was on broad street anyhow long since gone but i just had my tonsils out and, and you know dad wanted to make me feel better kind of thing so i just got out of the hospital not feeling very good and know come in and uh, got to see star wars for the very first time in empire strikes back right after like
0: wow this is amazing
1: um so you finally and get if, to
0: frame up all these characters you finally get yeah. to see how they slot in with one another
1: exactly and then uh, a couple other things I, I had seen um i have a couple other memories as a kid of star wars before I actually seeing the movie was the holiday special that everyone hates so much <laughs> and i have to say as a kid um I remember coming home and watching half of it. Uh, the kind of scene where Chewie throws the uh, the trooper over the side of the um, the treehouse, and uh, you know the guy drinking alcohol through the, you know the top of his head. And uh, it was it was something I saw as a kid, and of course no one ever believed me because I'm telling my kids at school, "Hey, I saw this weird thing. It looked like stormtrooper. It was like some Star Wars thing on TV," and they all say I'm insane because it was only ever the one time. And unless you had a beta vision or a beta, and few people may have VHS at the time, almost nobody saw it unless you were happening to be home that time. And uh, so I saw that and it took me, I bet you it was the late eighties, but I finally got a decent copy from somebody who copied it from a beta vision or from a beta onto a a VHS. And of course now it's all on on digital, but um, the best part of it was the commercials and the Boba Fett scene, hands down the rest of the show, (laughs) painful (laughs) but that was that was a hard one to get because at the time nobody most of my friends still didn't know i was talking about because the internet wasn't around dad it wasn't something where now you just you know google it and bang here it is and you know it was at the time before it was easy to find right but anyhow that that was uh my very first thing of any reference to star wars but because nobody saw it i couldn't share with anybody and i wasn't really sure if i saw you know if that was star wars or not or just a piece of it but Anyhow, so long story short, that was my very first indication of seeing Star Wars. And then, of course, uh, after seeing Star Wars Empire together, uh, we had uh, we'll have to have all the toys because just had to have them. Um, then we saw the making of Star Wars and the making of Empire Strikes Back. And I think by then, this would have been before Jedi. I think you'd start buying videotapes at a reasonable price as a kid. I think you know or 100 bucks for a cassette tape, if you can imagine that now.
0: That's crazy. Uh,
1: but that's what it costs if you went to the video store to buy one. And, and most of them didn't buy me, just rented, but I had to own it. So, you know, I had to work all summer kind of thing to make enough money to to buy my videos. So, but yeah, so that was the early 80s. And then when um, jedi came out, I was number three in line in Regina. Uh, I remember dad dropped off early morning. I think the first show was at 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And it was a blockbuster because as a kid, you know, I was like 12 years old. And, the block was full of people all the way around. Um, and uh, so I was one of the first people to get into that one. And if I remember right, they were giving out freebie uh, movie um, portfolios type things. And so I have that, and that's in my childhood collection bit. So in my collection, I have everything broken up. So it's childhood stuff ain't mint, well used, well loved, but not really display worthy. <laughs> <laughs> I have that in a special place. Uh, the house burns down. That's the box I'm grabbing. Yeah, I got lots of really good, cool stuff, but that's the box I'm saving. Yeah, all the
0: memories are tied up in that box. Exactly, yeah. yeah so it's hard much, to break away from.
1: So that's the more important one. So yeah, so that long story short, that's kind of how I got into it. And of course, with my imagination, and you know, and I'm what like, 44 now, and I still have a great imagination, and I still always you know, think of the Star Wars universe as a kid. So uh, when I collect stuff, it's almost like feeding that first time. Um, so when, um, especially vintage stuff, like, uh, I, I, there's very little vintage I don't need. Um, but if I see vintage, you know what, unless it's grossly overpriced, I kind of have to buy it just because it makes me feel like a kid again for (laughs) that time. And then I bring it home. and think, I hope this is better than what I have now. Oh yeah, this was a better one. Good. Okay. So I, I did well, but, um but yeah so whenever i see see star wars stuff, especially vintage stuff it just reminds me of a time when you know i was like a kid um you know the only thing better than that is if you go to like a celebration and you see some of these uh, uh vendors set up and you know they got a wall full of vintage carded figures it's like this reminds me of the sears when i was a kid or uh you know, you know, a Woolworths or a Zellers kind of thing. It's like,
0: wow. Zellers. Is- that's that's my only memory of shopping for, for Star Wars stuff as a kid. I have just vague memories of seeing, you know, stuff, figures from Return of the Jedi swinging on the pegs. I yep. don't go back any further than that. And I, I wish I had been around for those original runs.
1: Well, I'll give you my, my most horrible story um, is I remember as a kid, this would have been about eighty-five. There was a basket full of um, yak faces, two ninety-nine Sears Bargain Center Regina, and I, I remember mom asking, "Do you want one?" I like that. No, I don't need him. He's ugly. Oh no! Probably we'll twenty in there. Yeah, all power of the forest card. And, you know, of course, they're now anywhere between two and ten grand depending on condition. And yeah, I paid dearly for mine now, but at the time, I got three bucks, and I could have probably bought. It. Like all of them, and no, nope, no, nope. and didn't didn't think I would ever do it again. But that was my weakest moment in my life, and that was also the dumbest thing I ever did or didn't do.
0: Well, yeah, my parents have those same laments of all the toys that my my brother and I had as kids, Star Wars Chief among them. Yeah, and you know we we go to cons all the time, and we'll come back and say, hey, remember that toy you bought us as kids? I saw it today. Guess how much it was? Three thousand dollars. And they go, oh my, God. like imagine if 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 only they had known. They would have yep. just bought us all these toys and never given them to us.
1: But you know, the reality is because we played with our toys, that is why there were something like the stuff they make now. Unless it's a variant that was a printing mistake or an, you know, a, a very, very limited run that you can't just go to the store and buy. The stuff they make now for the last 20 years is going to be worthless. It's it, It's worth less than really what you paid for it. But that's if you're buying stuff because you want it for value. I'm buying it because it's artwork to me. I mean, my whole edition and stuff set up so it's I can display it to see it as much as I can. And then I, you know, every once in a while, I rotate stuff out, putting things up. But um, yeah, that's the reality. Is the reason why the old stuffs worth something is because we played with it and we didn't keep it mint and package. And nowadays, exactly. everyone's got this idea: nah, you know, got to keep it mint because it'll be worth something. Like, uh uh-uh. you're wait you're you're wait, you're you're fooling yourself. If you think the new stuff is going to be worth something. It's just too mass-produced, and everyone's keeping mint. It's actually almost rare to find a toy played with. Um, you, know.
0: <laughs> so, you know, that's true. It's true. That's my my musings. You know. I it makes total sense. Yeah, because we, we created our own scarcity as kids. Yep. We trashed the packages. We trashed the toys. And now, ooh, now we're all precious about it. Let's keep everything in the box. And if you want to keep it that way for appearances' sake, for displaying like you like you do, perfect. Yep, but, but you're not going to set up your a, a trust fund with this stuff anymore.
1: Exactly. You know, it, it, it just it just takes up space. Um, now with my kids, I always buy extras of the new stuff or newer stuff, so that they have that to play with. So I never had to worry about risking coming home one day and seeing boxes. The boxes all ripped open. You know, and kids playing with them in the middle. So I've always bought them their own. These are yours. You ripped this open. It's okay, but the stuff over here, it's on the wall or in a rack. You can't touch those.
0: <laughs> Leave those alone.
1: I've been pretty lucky. So far? So far.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they, once they get I'm, a little I'm, taller, a little stronger, maybe maybe not so much.
1: Well, my son now is, what, 14, 15? Oh, well, yeah, 14, 15. Oh, man. boy.
0: All right. But when he grew up,
1: he was a huge, huge Star Wars fan, and I probably had a lot to do with that. Yeah, now he tries to avoid Star Wars like the plague, at least with his friends, but... I still think secretly he still really enjoys it, but he—it's not cool right now as a 14-year-old to be a Star Wars fan. My daughter, who's like three, uh, she loves especially his new Force of Destiny uh, line. You know, she's pretty pumped for like for Halloween. She'll be a pink Vader. Awesome! I didn't, I, I didn't even ask for that. She just decided on her own. Hey, I want to be a pink Vader. I'll support that. My wife's gonna help her. Uh, I got a friend making a nice uh, pink uh, Vader costume. She'll be a good pink Vader.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Love it when they get involved young. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So, I hope when so, she's sixteen though, she still at least appreciates it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you t- teach them upright, coach them upright, and you never know. Yeah, exactly. So, what did your parents think of all this in the eighties? Were they sort of uh, enablers, or did they try and pump the brakes for you a little bit? Um,
1: I remember dad talking to me about, you know, maybe you shouldn't open these figures. And he actually, he, dad actually was maybe a little smarter than I was. He's and, a
0: visionary. You
1: know, yeah. He thought, you know, maybe you might want to keep some of these minted packs. I remember, I think the last Star Trooper I opened up, um, what they used to do is they used to buy Star Wars figures and they would hide them. And then for my birthday, they'd give me four or five figures. And, you know, sometimes they're ones I, you know, most of the times are ones I had, but, um, you know, they were still in variety Packages and stuff. Of course, as a kid, I didn't care. It was like, oh, I need it, rip. And I remember dad, the last time he gave me a bunch of figures for a birthday or Christmas or something, it was kind of like, okay, you may want to keep these ones mint and, you know, nah, rip.
0: Oh, And
1: yeah, well, <laughs> h- hindsight is, yeah, but you know what? I don't care. Um, it, it's fun still buying the old mint stuff and package to me. Uh, even loose stuff is pretty cool because you, you almost never see it anymore because most people have it away now that have it. Uh, but occasionally I'll get a phone call from a guy that says, Hey, I've had this stuff for 30 years. I don't know what to do with it. We'll go through it and I'll go through it. And you know, sometimes I'm surprised. Like, oh, wow, he's got boost angle tooth. Oh, I got three, but yeah, I'll tell you what. And a lot of guys, they just want to get rid of the whole collection. So I'm the kind of guy that, okay, I hate to say this out loud because I'll get a thousand phone calls, but I'll, if there's a lot of stuff in there where there's a lot of things I need, I'll just buy the whole collection out. And then, yeah, I got doubles. And what do I do with the doubles? Well, in storage, or find someone that really wants it and trade it off for stuff I needed better. But, um, yeah, so you know, you get these these occasional things, but you never go to a grad sale anymore or uh things because if you find a Star Wars for most part, top dollar, and like, well, you know, I really don't need it, so I'm not going to buy it. But sometimes, if you get a, a enough stuff together, you can get some decent things, and you know, it doesn't cost you quite a mortgage payment, but you know, depends.
0: You gotta do your research, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you mentioned before that you have you have a box of toys from when you were a kid, but I, yeah. I assume that the now at least for the vintage stuff, the bulk of the stuff you've replaced with with higher quality, better condition figures. Yeah, so I have a I'm one of these
1: weird collectors. I have a pro or a, a collection charter, you know, it's, it, and, and it's been revised many times. I mean, <laughs> and it and my collection now is uh, focusing on anything that's uh, action figure, uh, playset, vehicle uh trading card. Um I really like Star Wars Armada and X-Wings theories. It's just fun to play, but the detail is amazing. Uh, so I pick up that, uh, the original, uh, anything vintage for the most part, but anything that's more modern, it's got to be a figure or something related to that uh, for me to collect it. But so on the vintage stuff, I, I want the best condition uh thing I can get. So if I can get a uh, AFA 90, I'll take a 90 if I have a 75. And I'll trade off the 75 for something else I needed. Um, so at the end of the day, I want to have a complete ultra-mint set of everything vintage. And all the modern stuff I already have that's pretty well, you know, AFA-80 or better. Um, I don't AFA any of the modern stuff because it's just no point. Uh, but I do have a few odd things, like uh, uh, Hasbro came out with a uh, Boba Fett. To appease us, I'll backtrack. Most of the collectors out there will know this. When we were kids, we all bought all the figures, cut out the proof of purchase, sent them off. We wanted the jetpack firing Boba Fett. Everyone wanted that, and every single one of us was shocked and disappointed when we all got the little box came in the mail and we opened it up, and uh, it's just a regular Boba Fett in a you know in a Kenner baggie, and it, the the, the jetpack never fired. Back in 2010, Hasbro finally felt bad enough for us collectors, and I don't remember the release. It wasn't a large release; might have been like five thousand figures that they released a mint on a star Wars card. Of course it's, it's a reproduction, uh, but it was a jet pack firing vet. Finally, we got this figure that we've been waiting almost forever. <laughs> for. uh, so of course I was able to pick up three when I was at celebration. Like, yeah, I gotta have these just because, so I ripped one open. So I got one on display and I kept, I got a uh, one, I put AFA'd because that, I, you know, no collector should be duped thinking it's a real one, but Hey, that's the one that we all wanted. Um, you know, and I don't know if you follow any collectors on, on eBay and that, but uh, I think the rule of thumb is there's there's three verifiable Boba Fetts with jet firing packs. But if you look at eBay and all these other collector sites, there's like, you know, got to be a hundred of them. I, I, I have a feeling most of them are fakes, but you know, it, it's one where at least I know mine's a fake, but it was Kenner being nice after 30 some odd years of, you know, you know, leaving us in the dark of what we wanted. So anyhow, so that one, because of what it is, it's not worth a lot of money, but, I had to AFA that one. Uh, so there's a few choice pieces all AFA, but only vintage stuff for the most part gets it gets AFA because it's just not um, it's worth, not worth it. it. Otherwise, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's if something happened to my uh, episode one figures, I can buy a complete set of episode one figures on eBay from the US, and you know they won't be Canadian carded, which will suck, but um, at least I can get them.
0: Yeah, I, I I still have this theory that somewhere is a warehouse full of Phantom Menace toys. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah. Well, you know, they so mass produced that stuff and uh, it didn't quite, uh, initially I think it sold very well, but then it started getting slower and slower. And then, yeah, there was, yeah, there was a lot of deals we had at the end of that movie run. And, uh, you know, that's a good time to go buy stuff that you weren't really going to collect before, but that's when I was still a completist. So back to my, um, my, my collection charter is my first version was a completist. I wanted everything. Well, it doesn't take you to be a rocket scientist to realize that there's so much mass-produced and marketed stuff out there. Unless you're a billionaire, you're not going to have it all. Um, but I tried hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you <laughs> gave it just, a shot.
1: I I put a major dent in. So most things that came out in Canada from about uh, 85 to about 2001, uh, that, no, that would be you – know, probably 99, episode one for sure. But after episode one, I started – focusing and narrowing down what i was collecting but yeah you know if it came out like a pencil case or freaking eraser thing I, I i'd pick it up food yeah i got every freaking food box they ever came out with uh, at that point but some of the vintage stuff though is is harder to find but as i find it, i'll still pick it up but um you know i if i was smarter as a kid i would have done it much easier but you know it is what it is
0: so you still have an old c3pos box the cereal? Yep.
1: Yes, I have General Mills 3 uh, po uh, What was the other one? Uh, there was was it 2 d 2 3 po Chewbacca. Um, there's a Chewy one. Yeah, I'd have to really start searching for them, but yeah, I got them.
0: I, I, keep, I remember having a, a box of C3PO cereal <laughs> as a kid, and I I just wish I had that box again. I'm sure they're available.
1: Oh yeah, there's there's actually there's with the invention of Facebook um and and the collector groups out there if you if that's what you collect there is a facebook group just on the cereal boxes if uh and, and you can get into a very nice uh, very focused area and there are people there that collect that uh just backing their figures there's a full group that just picks up the back of cards i mean to myself i'd rather have a figure on the card but i do have most of the figures without you know, just the cards too because as you've been collecting it up you know i'm not gonna throw this out i'm gonna keep it but I'll just catalog it, throw it in the database and, you know, put it in a shelf somewhere, put it in a box Um, because there are some people that's all they collect. Um, So, yeah, it's amazing. There's so many different kind of collectors out there that uh, as as you start meeting more and more people, you start knowing what what they like to collect and stuff. And I still have a fairly wide net of stuff I collect. But, you know, I've been out of room for five years and I'm still collecting. So I'm I'm...
0: (laughs) the walls (laughs) closing in on you.
1: Yeah, I got to figure, I got to start, you know, really focusing down on what's the most important stuff to me as, especially with, you know, episode eight, you know, it was a small release of stuff right now, but, you know, Hansel comes out next year and then episode nine will come out and it's like, you know what, I'm going to have to be pretty picky or I'll have to buy stuff and not display it. Maybe that's a sin. Like I'm buying the stuff as artwork so I can look at it and appreciate it. And if I have to put it in a box, I can't really appreciate it. But yeah, physically, I got 1100 square foot place here, 11 foot ceilings, and it's pretty well as full as I can without making it look too cluttered. And um, you know, even as it is, there's stuff I should probably put in storage and you know, bring stuff back from storage and display. But you know, it, it is what again, it is what it is. I I do my best to be able to enjoy my best pieces and uh, you know, change things out so it's not always the same.
0: So it's, it's pretty much that it's a rotation for you then, like things will sit out for a while for a season or whatever it is. And then, okay, I've got this cool thing now, or I want to look at that for a while. So this comes out, that goes in.
1: I have friends who are curators for museums and that, and they give me great advice and that, you know, handling techniques or, you know, here's things you can do and what have you. So yeah, I I do that. Um, But stuff on the walls, like most of the figures, I don't move around. Um, The problem is ever since 2010, those figures, I have room to display them. So I have some center, um, display boards with uh, like the center pegs on them and I put them on there. And then when I'm, you know, I'm tired of Clone Wars stuff, I'll put the Clone Wars guys away and I'll bring out the, you know, the, um, episode seven stuff or, you know, those kinds of things. But the stuff on the walls is the original figures from 1977, 78, right up until, um, Oh, seven is on the walls. Um, with the, uh, Sega collection, and then after that then I started doing the, they released the, um, the vintage collection pieces, and those ones will be of purpose, because that, I, of all the sets, that was actually one of my favorite of the modern stuff, because they kind of had cards that would have been, you know, if they continued making the original figures, today, that whole set of a hundred and some odd figures, that's it, and it's, it's a pretty cool set, so that, that one is, has they're to They're really they, nice. Yeah, um, so yeah, that, that one I'll always keep out, but you know clone wars will come and go because clone wars is a great series and that but you know the the cartoonish style of the figures aren't really something i like as much as i like the stuff that was more you know more realistic you know when when hasbro started using 3d scanners to scan people and things when they made figures that's when they started making figures oh, not really for kids anymore they're really for adults <laughs> they're just so realistic and uh Yeah, they're made
0: for us. (laughs) They made them for (laughs) 40-somethings.
1: Exactly. Those ones I like to display because they look so cool. (laughs) But uh, yeah.
0: So what what was Force Friday 2? What was that like for you a few weeks ago? Was that sort of like, I'm taking the day off work, clear my schedule, and I'm going to hit all the Walmarts, all the Toys R Us, everything within 50 kilometers of me. I'm going to pillage that place today.
1: You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, Basically, I I, I had to work, but um, I was in Regina uh, when I, you know, I got flex hours, but when I was done work uh, in Regina, I I did hit the Toys R Us, uh, three Walmarts, um, and then that weekend or Saturday, no, I lied, it was that night I had me in Saskatoon for a Royal Rally, and so I booted up to Saskatoon and I in Saskatoon and I hit their Toys R Us. I hit, uh, Oh, sorry. I also started the Moose Jaw Walmart. Forgot that <laughs> one uh, because I live in Moose Jaw. Um, uh, then, then I did, uh, two, the only two Walmarts in Saskatoon and in the Royal Rally. And this is why my, um, I was supposed to be the navigator. end ended up being the driver, but long story short, my, my, my good car is in for a new transmission and my buddy's car got rear ended like literally hours before, the uh the race started. Um so I had to bring up one of my spare cars up Saskatoon and, and a long search, I was a driver. This is a race. I stopped in Prince Albert, <laughs> make sure I hit the Walmart, and you know what? There's two figures in there and they freaking uh there's an A wig there. I didn't find in either Regina, Musha or uh Saskatoon. So hey it was worth it. But it's like that cost me ten minutes. Like, yeah I know. But <laughs> But. I'm <laughs> so yeah so that was uh so that was uh my first friday uh and saturday so yeah i picked up everything that was available uh, i was able to get at the end of you know by saturday at noon april had everything nice and it out at the time so now it's waiting for some of the uh the other things like the yoda and the um obi-wan i mean yeah some guys in the states are picking them up well, could pick them up a month ago
0: now and, my brother found them today
1: Oh, they're okay. So yeah, and, and I find the East gets them before the West. So if you got them now, by end of next week, I should be able to find them here. Um, and something I should mention is is I uh, it doesn't matter now, but it used to matter. I want the Canadian stuff first, and most of my stuff on display is Canadian, even though I have the U.S. equivalent in box. I only display the Canadian stuff unless it was like the last um, episode one figures, where the last it was at nine or ten figures, or only U.S. carded. So those ones get displayed because I have to display one of everything. But um, now that most of the things are uh, quad logo, um, or you know, uh, most are quad logo, that uh, it doesn't matter anymore. But I still would li- rather buy it in Canada first just because, you know, I still prefer a, an English-French logo card over just a an English-only card. Just a preference of mine. And I've gotten a lot of arguments with guys like Brian's, you know, Brian's Toys and other guys over you know the Canadian stuff versus Americans or U.S. stuff, but yeah, you know I'm Canadian. I I to support that one first, even though you know a lot of Americans wouldn't buy a Canadian card to think we're for, for life love or love our money.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I definitely understand that. It was a, sort of like that tops versus OPG thing when we were kids collecting cards.
1: Yep, and you know what the the better cards are are still the OPG ones.
0: <laughs> they were, I you know what they I I, I always found that the the printing was better and the card stock was a little bit thicker.
1: Yeah, and uh, but again, you know, as a collector, I have to have both sets and you know, I, I couldn't tell you how many cards I have. There are both tops and OPT of, you know, the vintage stuff. But yeah, I got uh, trays of them. <laughs> nice. I, I can spot the tops from an OPG without, as soon as you open the box, all you can see in the card face. So you can see the edges, you know which
0: one it is. So I wanted to ask you about the thrill of the hunt. Now we have so many ways in which to do that. Now, whether it's it's you know uh, flea markets or retail or Amazon or eBay or Facebook groups, yeah. So um, oh. my my what makes me
1: the most excited is if I'm walking somewhere, if I'm in Europe and I'm walking, I, I I I'm a magnet to toy stores, comic stores, and so even in Europe, I'll come in like I mean some of my favorite pieces that I picked up uh, were things I picked up while I was traveling. Because I wasn't expecting to see it, and I happened to see it, and yeah, it may I've been perfectly mint, but I got it in this little town of Bruges, this uh, you know, Anakin um, multi-logo figure, had to have it, um, you know, those kinds of things. But so, if I can find it in person, that gets that's number one on my my chart. That's what I want to find. Um, if I can't find an error, eBay is my last choice. So I will then go word of mouth. I'll do Facebook. Um, like there's not getting enough collection groups now, as I'll put throw a post out. Hey, I'm looking for a uh, Lely um, Scout Trooper, Mint on Card, uh, AFA, or, or at least grade 7 or 70, 75 or better. Tell me if you got one. And then if they do, then I'll do, make a deal and then get that way. Uh, eBay ebay i can get most things on so that it doesn't it's not really a fun or a challenge uh so what i will do is like for next celebrations is i'll wait till celebrations and at that celebrations i will go there and i will um customs guys know me well when i come back <laughs> uh the guys in regina when we still had direct flights in the regina um i mean i'm not kidding i've gone through there with five or six boxes full of stuff and um I keep really good records so when I because I have to put everything in a database afterwards and when you're going through customs, it just better be honest because you'd be honest, it's a lot less hassle. So here's the stuff. And nine times out of ten, they'll look at what is this, toys? Yep, toys vintage That's that. Here's a list of stuff. And most of them times they'll look at it, they'll wave me through. Um so I hope you know, everybody Cat's show up tomorrow asking for extra cash. But um it, you know, it, it's just toys for my collection I'm not buying multiples. I don't want dupes. I want the original things I needed and, or, or better than what I had before. And yeah, so, um, I remember coming back from one celebration I had, I think it was seven large four or six cubic foot boxes of stuff I picked out. Oh up. my goodness. And uh, of course I'm freaking out all the time. I, I, I'm a master packer. So when I, when I travel, I know how to pack and I've never had anything destroyed I've had a few things damaged slightly, um, but I would rather do that than go on eBay and say, "Yeah, I need this." To eBay, man, it just comes. Uh, other things I've learned on eBay as a Canadian is never order vintage stuff in the winter time because the chances of and the brittleness of the stuff. I've had too many examples of figures cracking the uh, the bubbles in shipping. So,
0: oh wow, I didn't even consider that. Ten years ago, I stopped doing that, and
1: uh, it was like. There's, there's absolutely no way I can guarantee, it, and North our Seller can guarantee that that figure is going to show up one piece. Now, if I go down during celebrations, which is nice and hot most of the time, I have no concerns. I just make sure I pack them very well in uh, you know, either acrylic cases or you know, star bubble or star cases or what have you. And again, I've only had a few that damaged, but yeah, I've, uh, you know, yeah, I, customs guys for the most part have a good idea who I am. <laughs> when they come That's like. amazing the same group all the time right like yeah okay <laughs> now that we we don't have direct uh flights anymore i have to go through calgary or um well calgary most part or toronto and uh yeah it's different there because you know you're just a face and you're just a just yeah a, sure nobody knows who you are but yeah so I've, I've had a lot of those those things but no i i prefer buying stuff in person hands down it's it's because that's the thrill to hunt i see it it's in my hand it's tangible i can check if it's a fake it's good. I'm taking it. Yeah, uh,
0: you, you feel like a conqueror. Like I, I, you went out into the wild and you came back with a trophy. You bet. Well, <laughs> just,
1: no, now with that said, there's, I have a few items on here that if they ever show up in eBay, I I won't say what they are because I hate to see them come up for like, you know, hundred thousand bucks, but there's a few things I want bad enough. I don't really care how much it is. I will buy them, but they're that freaking rare that I've never seen one come up for sale in 15 years on one item. And, the other one's been about five years. Haven't seen it either. If, if they do show up, uh, because of what they are, no one's going to make a fake of them because it just it's such an obscure thing that nobody's going to look for it. But um, you know, I, I desperately want those as as key pieces for my collection. But I've never seen one come for sale, even on the sites. Like it's just something that's so odd. And, and these are cards. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's something I have to have. But I I've been looking for so long now that I'm almost. I've kind of given up, but I will still every morning, uh, my routine, check eBay just in case. And about once a week, I'll check the forms and yeah, I, I may someday find them, but I don't know if I ever will.
0: Have you ever reached out to Steve Sansweet? Maybe he might be able to th- point you in the right I, direction.
1: Um, he doesn't collect quite the, the thing I want in that case. Um, I have talked to him at a conference. Um, I have talked to his staff uh, many times. Uh, I still have one of those open invite. Well, after what happened i don't know if i'll have an open invite but i believe i can get in to see his collection um you know at some point but uh, i haven't been in in that area of the states in years but um but yeah, i definitely do want to go through his collection um but yeah i know i've talked to his staff more but i have talked to him at a conference and at the time we we're talking about you know canadian collectors and such a small group it's hard to find things and you know, where, you know, he has a lot better contacts and, you know, he's a very friendly guy. So, yeah, pretty good. There's also um, Gus Lopez. Um, I'm on Facebook with him and uh, I am with Steve, but Steve doesn't really do much um, on that other than, you know, post videos occasionally. But Gus has uh, more access to Canadian type stuff. So Gus is a better guy to talk to for that kind of stuff.
0: Right. So you talked about packing. You're a master packer. So in the hypothetical situation that you need to move and pack all this stuff up, is this? are you going to let the movers handle this with white gloves or are you <laughs> taking care of this yourself? That is funny.
1: Um, let's say this. When I moved from Regina to Moose Jaw in 98, uh, I had three, three. At the time, my collection was only vintage stuff. I had three boxes that the movers were not to touch, and I took those myself. Um long story short, when my, my first wife and I split um I had my friends and stuff do all the packing with me and uh you know we we were very careful taking that stuff. Um but I did lose I, I in my head I had one or two percent loss rate in my head. I only had well, three items that were damaged, so it was minimal damage, but um you know I, I'm pretty careful. But at this stage now, I I wouldn't even know how to move this. Um I, I'd probably have to hire curators from museums and my buddies, and uh, you know it would take a month just to pack this one room up. And then the stuff off-site storage is, is well packed, so that stuff's easy to move because already packed. But to to put this stuff away, I i I'm not I I I'd be scared to think about what how much effort that would be. <laughs> um, you know, as, I, as my wife and I said when I built when I built this house, it was this is a forever house. It's not you know no matter what happens i'm staying here till i die and you know if, you know if you don't live me throw my ashes and an urn into the collection until you go and then in the will you know um i was kind of joking that someone like a steve sand suite um nonprofit organization would be a good place to, to donate the collection to because when i'm gone there's just too much stuff to even deal with um so it, you know unless someone's a dot-com billionaire uh i can't imagine you know my wishes would be not to sell the collection to to a uh, estate but I could see going to something like a non organization like Steve Sansweet group where Rancho Obi-Wan where hey at least they'll keep the collection intact it will be mixed in with his with the other stuff um, but you know in reality he's got everything I have there's very few other my unique pieces that he doesn't already have so um, but you know what it, it, that's about the only collector I know out there that actually wouldn't turn around and sell it on you
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I can imagine that so In 2015, when you first came onto the scene here, thanks to our wonderful media, um, (laughs) you were estimated to have about 25,000 pieces, and you keep adding to it monthly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, a couple things I I probably shouldn't do is talk numbers like that, but I did, Um, and it's funny because when CBC was here, um, again, it was my regular job. I do a lot of media interviews and. You know, you got your three talking points. You stick to them, and doesn't matter what the media asks, you stick to your talking points. Is kind of what they teach you, right? Um, but after three hours of talking, when the cameras are on, they pick and choose what they want to put on, and sometimes they don't put the best stuff on. In my opinion, like if I was the editor, I would a different news story. In my opinion, but uh, it was still a good story. But it just you know they're only trying to. Do, they only got what three seconds or two minutes to do it. But you spent three hours talking about stuff and so they picked their stuff anyway long story short uh i think unique stuff i'm probably closer i thought it was fifty thousand uh unique items which means no duplicates and then if you took a duplicates and stuff i i was well if if you count cards it'd be hundreds of thousands but you can't count cards because they're they're worthless but yeah if uh last time i tried to have my collection of praise lloyd's wanted about six hundred dollars us a month for insurance and at that point it's like yeah the place burns down i just done collecting um you know that kind of thing because i just you know there's just too much money just to insure the thing so i built a fireproof place where um you know anything is destructible and anything is you know someone can break in but the reality is i've done my best to make it secure as i can it's uninsured it goes it goes um i'd be devastated but I mean, I, 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 you know, you get insurance and this kind of stuff. They'll give you a Vader. They will not get you a nineteen seventy eight twelve back Vader with a double telescoping saber. It's not happening. They'll get you a modern ten dollar Vader. Mm. And call so it's
0: not it's not worth it at all to, in, to insure it, unless
1: unless you do someone like Lloyd's where they'll insure anything, but it's at a cost. So sure. Um, and that was that quote was over ten years ago that they wanted that insane amount of money. So like. And I and what it does the of the is send them the databases, here's what it here's what it is. Tell me roughly what insurance would be for a full replacement. And uh, yeah, it 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 just ain't worth it. So yeah, so I'd rather put some of the money into making sure I got a fire rated place that in theory shouldn't burn down or, you know, I'm sure I'm an airplane crashing into this place. And, <laughs> you
0: know, that, it doubles so. as a bunker.
1: <laughs> yeah, not quite. Uh, that strong. <laughs> uh but yeah so that's what it. yeah so yeah i, I still spend uh probably more money than i should but uh you know to me i i, I could be spending on other things and uh, this is uh, something i uh i've been doing all my life pretty well at least all my adult life and uh i'll continue doing it because it's what i enjoy but uh my Absolutely. big my biggest problem is i just don't know where to put stuff now and I, I'm 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 seriously trying to figure out how to how do I maybe add another addition to the addition or do I add, you know, put a second story onto this one and, uh, you know, just double the floor space somehow. And so, you anyway, know, wife and I are kind of debating on that. I mean, when I built this place, I, it was built with the intent. I could do that, but you know, I, I got two kids. I got a, you know, a very demanding job and it's hard to, hard to find time.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: So, but, uh, uh, I'll still do it. It's still worth it.
0: <laughs> I, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, co- I collect you know, very minimally, but yeah, it, it's so addictive. It's it's just something that hooks you, and you just want to get more and more and more. Everything I own is – well, just about everything I own is, is in a box in my closet, and it's been that way since I moved out of my parents' house you know, almost 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I just – I haven't had a chance to get it all out yet.
1: Well, I still have stuff at my parents' house. I still have stuff at the ex-wife's house. I
0: still have <laughs> –
1: <laughs> it's just I just have too much stuff right i, I and that's just reality, and it's kind of a running joke i get I get along real well, well with the ex wife and uh you know, but yeah, I still have stuff there, and occasionally um, as she's running out of room, I kind of get a box shows up and like ah oh, okay well okay well- oh write this one, go to the database, okay, box three oh five that's what's in there, okay, figure out what I want to do with it, and you know find a place to store it and yeah, yeah, you have to be well organized otherwise it becomes you know hoard, okay the difference between a collector and hoarder i'll tell the story my, my 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 current wife um she's completely supports my my collection um but she was watching one of those tv shows on hoarders or something like that and it was about collection collection hoarders or something like that uh, and i can't remember i and she hey ryan you guys see this so i run in there and like oh yeah let's see this and and uh, they had that lady from the hoarder show, but this was about collections. And, and she said, well, unfortunately, these aren't hoards because these are organized. People know where they are. Like, I can tell you every, where every figure is that's not in here for the most part. Um, it's stuff in boxes. I have a database. They'll tell me where it is because I just know which boxes. And I don't know. Let me look. Um, but anyhow, so after she saw it, she was kind of disappointed that she can't call me a hoarder because I, I do know where everything is. It's well-organized. I have a database of stuff I need. I have a database of stuff I have. I have a database of stuff I'm willing to trade for things I need better. Um, you know, But without organization, it's a, it'd be pretty tough job. Chaos. stuff. chaos. Yeah. Yes.
0: So of all the thousands and thousands of items that you have, are there any that stick out as this is... I guess you... This might take you right over to your childhood box, but what would be your favorite items?
1: Well, um, okay, what I don't have a single favorite. I, there's too much stuff, but things I like. Uh, one is I have a gold-plated 24-karat gold Stormtrooper uh, that was used in a patent process. Um, long story short, somebody was trying to find some way of electroplating gold onto plastic. And so I gave a bunch of Star Wars figures, say, hey, hey, say we get gold to stick with this. And in a, in the process, whatever they did, they got a patent out of it. And I got gold plate Starship out of it. <laughs> so nice. It's, it's one of my favorite pieces to show off because nobody has that. Uh I mean there's a the gold 3PO that came out in Lego and things like that. But yeah, that was mass per, it wasn't mass produced, it was very limited. But um, you know, it, it was a store doing it. This this is pretty unique. Um but yeah as as Boba Fett's my favorite character hands down of the the um so my my childhood Fett was was my favorite of my figures but again to a collector it's like yeah I'd rather have a Star Wars uh you know pack mint on card one but like yeah but this one's still my favorite um modern stuff um EFX I love their stuff EFX does such a good job on uh the quality of the stuff they do um so I like buying stuff from them um i haven't done so lately because again it's such large stuff it's hard to display but uh, efx has done a pretty good job um some of the cards uh the older vintage or more vintage cards uh i just love them i can look at them all day even though you know compared to modern cards are so glossy and perfect uh the masterworks top set is one of my favorites i I got a, a I can't say the word master. I'm missing a few cards to have a master set, but I'm only missing about three or four, one of uh, one of tens to have a master set of it. Wow. And uh, there's a guy, I'll say he lives in Calgary, but he doesn't quite live in Calgary anymore. But uh, he's got, I believe, all of them now. He was one short last, I think it was one short last time I talked to him. So him and I are kind of competing on the same stuff, so that makes it a little tougher. for me. So we talked to the American card collectors. Uh, you know, They they definitely know him, and <laughs> most of them have learned the to to know who i am um but uh i love that set it's it's um the the first one was such a beautiful set um but problem with tops is they want you know you got your base card you got your blue you got your green you got your red set i mean they 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 so they push all these parallels to make it very expensive to get a master collection of a set and kind of frustrated with that in general but uh, when it comes to beauty the last uh, the first one they put out was a beautiful set, so that would be on my top of my list uh stuff. and then any vintage carded figure they 're all beautiful um there's know, they, something it,
0: about that package isn't there
1: there is and uh yeah it, it's it's i don't know it's it's an adrenaline rush you know you see it oh my gotta see it even 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 stuff I have here that I look at a lot and uh, you know I pull it off the wall and look looking at it you know brings back memories it's like a you know um I don't know, just you know, like music is to some people. You hear a song and it puts them in a certain mood automatically. Me, I see vintage, it's like boom. You know, I don't care how bad the day was; it's a great day. You know, yeah, it it's,
0: I, I don't know what it is. It, there's, there's no other packaging in any toy line ever that maybe Transformers, the G1 stuff, but yeah. the Star Wars stuff. Just there's something about that packaging, the vintage look of it. It just takes you right back, and it just it's it's just so a word that we use a lot on this podcast iconic yeah absolutely there's just something very special about it the front and the back yeah
1: yeah and and that's and that's where when they, they released the vintage collection it was like you know what this has to be displayed because this is just too cool not to even though it's modern um it's just too darn cool especially when it came with the revenge of the sith line or parts on there like you know um there's a lot of collectors that collect and, and have successfully got the revenge of the sith card and stuff but um, but you know, yeah, you're paying top dollar for it, and you know it's nice to have that kind of stuff. But when they release that set, like, hey, this is this this just works.
0: Absolutely. So, we have only got a couple questions left here for you. So, uh, we got a question from uh, a listener of our podcast. He recently asked us some advice on how to stay focused during collecting. Now, <laughs> he, you know, he doesn't want to get all scattered all over the place. So, what advice could you impart to somebody sure. who just wants to f- either focus on a character or sure. a theme of Star Wars? How do you how do you how do you keep your your laser focus when you're collecting?
1: Okay, so I may not be the best guy to ask because I started as a completionist, <laughs> and now I have had to uh, focus more and more. Uh, but what I'd say is it is is focus on a theme uh my theme is mint on card figures toys that cards and 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 i tried to narrow that down but that's uh, that's a fairly large area still um excuse me but if i was if i was talking to say my son or or someone just driving off the street i would say focus on what you love best about star wars is it the action figures is it the cards is it um i don't know something different um and is it something that, is it just one or two characters you like? Or is it the, you know, do you just like the Empire? Do you like the Rebels? And then start defining what it is that you like about it and then start building your collection on that. I mean, I've seen some beautiful, um, uh, uh, what is it, uh, General Giant, um, especially on some of these uh, Star Wars forums or man caves um there's some very beautiful collections who just focus on the uh, general giant like i have a lot of general giant but i can have no room to display it so i've only got a few choice pieces out um but you know i can't do justice these guys have beautiful displays but that's what they want so if you love those buy a general giant find a place to display it um but whatever it is you're collecting make sure you display it don't buy it throw it in a box and so nobody can see it because at that point then it, it really isn't you're not really doing the collection justice uh, just to say you have it and you, you can't display it and of course this is where it's hard for me to tell people Because you know, I got more stuff in a box than I have out of, out on display, but I just don't have the room uh, but if I'm starting over, you know, it would be um, Stormtroopers, Boba Fett's anything related to them um, and then you know expanding to their vehicles for them. So anything that's you know, Slave 1 for, for Fett and uh, you know Vader's TIE fighter and stuff and then maybe start to Star Destroyers or Lego, um, you know, those kind of things. So try to find what it is you love about the collection or the movie. Start with the movie. What do you love about the movie? And then define that and then keep zeroing down to something that's manageable. And then if you can manage that and you still want more, then add to it. But uh, coming in, trying to think of my everything, um, A, it's, it's a lot of money, a lot of time, and it's a lot of space. So I, I would say focus, zero in on what it is you like best. And then work your way out as you can. Uh, I had to do mine the other way around. I started really broad and I've been narrowing down. And, you know, I, I expect if you talk to me 10 years from now, it will probably be cards, <laughs> <laughs> just figures, because that's all I got room for. Or, um, unless, of course, I, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, so that, that'd be my advice to someone collecting it, it, it start with what it is you love about it and work back as opposed to try to start out and work in. Uh, it'd be easier for you.
0: Yeah, uh, that sounds that sounds reasonable. There you go, Stu, from the one, expert.
1: Yeah, one more thing for Stu is is uh, sometimes helps be OCD and uh, um, catalog what you have. There's nothing worse than I come back from Toronto and I buy a bunch of stuff and I forgot to bring my laptop and I I bought stuff I thought I needed and I come back home like oh more stuff I didn't need oh well. <laughs> so um have some way of tracking what you, you need that helps because um, you know you, you, you sometimes waste money and time on, on things you probably didn't need to do so I'd say be organized and try to be the best organized you can and you know I got little books I take when I travel now so of uh, my key items that I'm looking for and those are the, I know in my head but sometimes I should just double check
0: before I buy that Good to know I'm kind of on the right track then because I, I have little Google documents uploaded to the to the cloud that if I'm out and about, especially the vintage comics, Yep. and if I'm flipping through a rack, do I have this issue or do I not? I, I lose track. This well, is a, It's a great way to quickly pull out a document and say, I don't have that one. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, and comics is a great example. Like, you know, mine, I, I had some damage uh, years ago done, so I had all my vintage, at least my 35-cent ones were, uh, were, were still good, okay. but... Uh, I had to replace a bunch of them, and uh, so I kept the original ones, even though some of them were damaged from from water, and, uh, you know, it's again, I know I have it, but I want the better condition one, so when I'm traveling, I have to look, and again, it's a great condition for me, I want the best graded one I can get, so if I can get a nine, nine and a half, I'm taking it, Um, you know, especially if I only have a seven right now, that kind of thing, so yeah, so yeah, Google Docs is great, Uh, yeah, technology is a great thing nowadays.
0: All right, so last question. We're gonna we'll break away from collecting, but I got to ask you about the Last Jedi. What, what's your hype level at? What are you looking forward to? What's what's okay. got you maybe a little bit nervous?
1: Okay. okay, good questions. Um, so let me take a step back at Episode Seven because I went into a um, Facebook lockdown. I didn't want to have someone wreck it. So, so my rule of thumb, and it's main I've maintained it for this movie as well. If I cannot, if it's not something released as a trailer, um, I'm not, I don't want to know. I wanted to go la, 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 la. Uh, and most of my friends respected that and, and nobody wrecked it for me. And, you know, of course, I hit the opening nights or opening days or evenings and what have you on, on for the movie. But uh, for this one, what I've seen is the only trailer, uh, the, the trailer, and then a the little bit of making with the trailer. Um, so what i'm seeing is uh, slightly concerning is okay so has luke kind of gone bad because you know disney when they bought the brand from lucas they kind of threw out all the canon and they said well that doesn't really count and then they've come back and said well okay we'll call it legends now so all the freaking novels are read and stuff <laughs> may or may not exist but you know when we heard ben solo okay well let's hear him and ben skywalker so is Ray his twin or is this is she a Skywalker instead or is she not even either of the two groups and so there's a lot of those questions that seven had and of course after I seen the movie, I did kind of look at the threads and there's all kinds of theories out there of what what's what and uh but anyhow so when we talk about episode eight based on Luke one you know jedi must end and of course you've seen the pictures now uh because I also own the card trader app for tops um <laughs> <laughs> and you see Luke in black, it's like, well, yeah, Luke was a black and, and Jedi, but I have a lot of people, or I have a feeling a lot of people thinking he could be Sith, but I can't imagine Luke being Sith, but you know, in the old canon, Luke did turn to the dark side for a period of time, so, you know, they're, maybe. They're,
0: they're pulling those strings and pressing those buttons, aren't they?
1: Yeah, so they have a lot of people excited, but you know what, um, my only concern, this is my son's, my son's pretty critical of, of star wars right now and i think he just does because he knows it bugs the hell out of me but <laughs> you know i just hope it's not going to be a repeat of empire in a new movie like you know they have the, the new walkers and they have them speeding towards them like you know you almost didn't need to do that from the the one scene you see um of course you know you know on first friday when you go towards rescue all these posters right of course i had to look at the posters and go, oh yeah okay so there's there's walkers on it and it's maybe red sand instead of white snow but i hope they're not going to have a lot of too sim- similar i hope it's a really unique story and it sounds like it is but don't rehash a lot of the old stuff we've already seen before and just call it the first order because that mm-hmm. might disappoint me a bit i'll still be I'll, you know i'm still a fanboy unfortunately i'm, I'm hooked for life yeah but um i just hope there's some um, creativeness in, in this and that there's a lot more to it. And maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe released something that, hey, we've seen this before in the second Star Wars movie, Being Empire, which is, of course, the best Star Wars movie ever. Um, <laughs> period. <laughs> but, you know, please, please don't have anything else that's kind of following the old stuff. Because, you know, the old movies were awesome. Well, the you know, Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi were awesome. Uh, you know, one was um, far from my favorite. Two was you know, intolerable. Three was actually not bad, but um but don't take the original three and 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 just rehash it again and again because i'm kind of tired of hollywood taking the old stuff and recycling it because i'd I'd like to see some new stories on stuff so that's my concern is they they may have recycled too much of the movies um but now that's my son's critical cynicism that he hit me with i don't expect it'll be like that i think maybe they just on purpose to get fanboys all excited and um you know it, it should be a good story we should find out more about ray we should find out more about um you know Kyle ren and where he's coming from we'll see more about snoke um we'll kind of see where it's going because i got a lot of theories on him is he Plagueis? is he uh the emperor again or is he you know, who is he we don't know but i'm avoiding the internet on this topic for the last you know, six months or so so you know i'm still on facebook but i'm if it's a Star Wars thing, unless it's coming from, you know, Lucasfilm or Disney, I am not reading it. I don't care. Um, I want to be surprised on in the evening with my popcorn in, in costume and let's do it.
0: Very cool. Well, and you what you know what, if 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 it's not to your taste, you have nobody but Ryan Johnson to blame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh it'll be awesome. It will be.
0: Yep so but we have this Ryan Johnson to thank for spending a good hour here with us. Uh Ryan, this has been a thrill man. I've I've really enjoyed having a chat with you, but all this stuff uh is there anywhere that where people can go to have a peek at your collection online?
1: Um I I I don't normally post stuff publicly. However, with that said, um I'm a, I'm a moderator on the Saskatchewan uh, Star Wars Buy Sell group. Um if you throw an invite there, I'll accept you uh um, and I'll be, I will post pictures of my collection on there. I'll, I'll create a uh, folder of that and I'll talk to my, my cohort there. If he gets grumpy with that one, I'll, I'll, I'll figure something out and I'll send it to you and then you can post it on your site. Um Because yeah, it's, it's something I just haven't bothered. I, get, I do tours for people I know or people that, you know, friends of uh, family, that kind of thing. But um, you know, if you happen to be in Moose Jaw, I'd be more than happy to give you. Um, so a lot of people, uh, you know, I've seen my collection, but, uh, you know, it, it's one where, um, yeah, I haven't put a lot of photos, but you know what? I, I, will definitely put some photos on. So if I don't do it through the Saskatchewan by cell group, um, I'll send it to you and then you can post it on your site and I'm okay
0: with that. Excellent. That'd be great. I, you know, the people that tend to listen to my show are also uh, enthusiasts and love to collect as well. I, th- I know they'd be thrilled to see such an enormous and extensive collection. Well,
1: I, I, again, I, I, there's no point having it. I don't at least show a little bit of it.
0: <laughs> and there you go. All right, Ryan, thank you so much again for your time. This has been great. And I, I, I can't wait to drop this on to the tumbling saber listeners.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I, I enjoyed this. Uh, you know, it, it's nice talking with someone that enjoys star Wars. I mean, it, you know, at work I can't do that. You know, most of the guys I work with, they're they're not going to talk about Star Wars. They might like the movies, but they don't collect it. They don't live or breathe it. They, you know, they don't name their car after after a Star Wars character. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, but I do.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I could tend to do that as well. Uh, but maybe we, we can get you back on down the line. We'll, we'll catch up with uh, what's going on with Han Solo or or Episode Nine, and we'll, we'll we'll see where we're all at. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, Ryan. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Now, how cool was that, guys? I had so much fun with that interview, and Ryan and I chatted for another good 45 minutes beyond the end of this conversation. He's such a cool guy, uh, so generous with his time, and man, has he got some cool stories uh, left to tell. So, we're definitely going to have Ryan back on at some point in the future. But now it's time for me to say goodbye and uh, get on with preparing for episode 96 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. It promises to be a big one, guys. i got got to say thank you to the powerful friends who made this uh, podcast possible. And if you want to hear more of this kind of thing, and you're not yet a powerful friend, head over to patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. And for two to three bucks a month, you get a whole host of benefits, including exclusive podcasts, early access to others, uh, participation in our monthly giveaways, newsletters, and listen, we've got a whole lot more stuff planned uh, down the pipe, so... Uh, Why don't you head on over there, patreon.com slash tumblingsaber, become a powerful friend, and make this kind of uh, one-off, one-shot type of podcasting possible. And it'll also grant you access to uh, an unbelievably cool community of amazing people, great Star Wars fans, generous with their time, with their energy and their resources and their fandom. I can't say enough good things about the Powerful Friends community, Uh, The the friendships that we've forged uh, in a very short time are just unbelievable. So, uh, if you like Star Wars, you like what we do, uh, head over to patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. Help us out, and we'll fill your ears with Star Wars goodness. So, that's it for this week, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Please send me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Uh, Ryan is eventually going to send me some pictures of his collection, which I'm going to pop on our Facebook page and on the website, I'll I'll direct you all there once I get those pictures. And uh, that's it. So again, thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekends. I hope this is a suitable fill-in for what should have been a Journals of the Willing Week. Uh, Unfortunately, we couldn't make it happen this time around. Uh, Steve, busy guy that he is, is well on his way to uh, married life. So Steve is on his bachelor party weekend starting right about now. So congrats to Steve. Uh, if somehow he manages to put Tumbling Sabre podcast as part of the of his bachelor party festivities, Steve, congratulations, my friend. Have a great time. Uh, keep in touch. Make, let us know that uh, you're you're still alive. And um, for everybody else, have yourselves a great weekend. and we'll talk to you in episode ninety six of the Tumbling Sabre podcast. Can't wait to get that to you. It is going to be an awesome show. Me and Corey are stoked as we always are. And for those of you lucky enough to be playing Battlefront 2 beta this weekend, you lucky dogs, enjoy that. Let us know how it's working out for you. And again, we'll catch up with you later.